The Phoenix Suns are on pace for 65 wins, making short work of every team they face on this five-game road trip that I had hyped up so much. It's a great day to be a Suns fan. It's a great week to be a Suns fan, and we're breaking it all down today on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. Locked On Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons, a contributor at suns.com as well as Dime Magazine. A big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every morning. It's been fun the past few days. It's been easy to come to a podcast like this, but I do appreciate all of you guys for getting through the season with me, celebrating wins with me, getting through news with me, all of it. We'll talk about plenty of all of those things on today's show. Also wanted to let you guys know that we are just about 200 subscribers away from 1,000. 1,000 is when this Kelly Oubre bobblehead is going to be in one of your hands. So let's keep pushing there. We had our first video go over 1,000 this weekend, which may not sound like a lot, but when you're growing a daily podcast and trying to beat against the algorithms that YouTube puts in place and other Sun shows and other NBA shows. There's so much stuff on YouTube that it does not go unnoticed and you guys helped get there. So the next goal is a thousand subscribers. Let's keep pushing there. Thank you guys so much. You can also, of course, follow along every single day at Locked on PHX Suns and my personal account at BrendanClean14. But as I said, there is no shortage of celebration to get to today. The Suns have uh, not struggled on this road trip at all thus far, winning four straight after a bizarre loss, a loss that seems even weirder at home to the Heat last weekend, nine days ago now. Uh, let's put that one behind us. Let's keep the days piling up and the uh, the thoughts about that game to a minimum because it was clearly not evidence that some sort of dry spell was coming for the Suns. In fact, it's been the opposite. The Suns have gone on the road and proven yet again that they are one of, if not the best team in the entire NBA. Another checkpoint in the season. That's really what you want. Talked a lot about after that win streak early on, like what does this season really mean anymore? What should the Suns be hoping for? We have those jazz games next week that I'll be hyping up and and excited to talk about and, and learn from, but In the meantime, you just want to take care of business in every shape and form you get the opportunity. And this road trip was, you know, not the most crazy, scary teams and opponents, but in and of itself, a challenge. And the Suns met that moment. The guy most responsible for the meeting of that moment is Devin Booker. And he is where I think we have to start. We'll talk about some of the injuries, both uh, out players who are out players who are back in like Cameron Johnson. We'll talk a little bit about campaign who's been playing really well, but I, I want to, and I think we have to start with Devin Booker. He nearly very, very nearly got to, uh, 50 points in tonight's game. So close. The Suns checked him back in after a Greg Popovich timeout with about one minute and 55 or so seconds to go. Gave them a couple of shots, a couple threes. I really wish that they had been better shots because I think anyone watching that game was rooting for Booker to get to 50. Um, He missed 
back iron on both, was just a little heavy-handed on both of his shots. And rather than be grotesque about it or over the top, Monty then opted to just go ahead and, and pull Booker from the game. The Suns did an intentional foul to stop the clock with about a minute and 40 or so to go, and, and Booker left the floor and, and didn't get there. But look, I mean, yes, we're human beings, and 50 sounds and, and feels a lot nicer than, uh, than, than 48, but regardless, it was capping off an amazing week for Devin Booker. He is... He was the Western Conference Player of the Week with over 27 points per game. The team won all of its games last week, and uh, I think it was the fourth or fifth honor like that for him, and now he caps off with another start to a new week, that that road trip performance with this 48-point night today, and I think he had uh, 18 or 20 in the first quarter. He, he just... When he gets in a groove like this, when his jumper is really going and he's able to get to the free throw line enough, that's when he's uh, he's just about impossible to stop. I also want to shout out, though, that this was not the only game uh, that he had it going. This is, again, been a continuation against the Pacers. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's go game by game a little bit here. Against the Pacers, he was 11 of 25 from the field, but he was 6 of 13 from deep. Got to the free throw line eight times, scored 35 points, had just two turnovers. A blowout win over the Pistons. We're mostly going to focus on this Spurs game. Uh, and and I actually, I guess really more so the highlights of all these games. But for right now, I, I think the the Spurs game is, is sort of the focus. I have a few more thoughts on that one. But the Pistons game was didn't leave us much to talk about, but at the same time was yet again excellent on the part of of one, uh, number one on the Phoenix Suns. 30 points, 11 of 18 from the field, 10 free throw attempts, just one turnover. And then again tonight, the 48, he also got to the free throw line eight times, had six assists as well, and zero turnovers. And that's where I want to go in a minute. But you just have to, I I feel like I don't want to just walk past that point. Um, Booker has been excellent and Again, this season, and this doesn't include tonight, he was 5 of 13 from deep, which is another pretty solid performance. But just to remind everybody, Booker remains above 40% from deep. He is taking 6.6 attempts per game. That will go up after 13 against the Spurs tonight. And still scoring 24 per game, which will probably also go up. So, I guess what I like to remind everybody of, because this is not the first big scoring outburst by Book this season, and it won't be the last, but what I like to just continue to harp on and put in front of your, maybe your eyes and ears here, is he is doing it with the additions to his game. He's getting the free throw line more recently than he did he continues to cut down those turnovers, which is probably understated. That was a kryptonite for him time and again over the course of his career. That has not been the case this season. And he is still making those threes and taking threes when the opportunities arise. And that balance and that diversification of his game is going to be what lifts the Suns over the top in those big moments late in games. Like That is... The single biggest development of the entire season. So when you see that 48 points tonight, don't just be disappointed it wasn't 50 or 
maybe, you know, of course you're going to celebrate it came against San Antonio. That always feels good as a Suns fan, but just remember how important it is that we're seeing that. Just a few more thoughts here too on this Spurs game. So uh, DeAndre Ayton out, who we will talk about in a moment, the ankle injury against Indiana after a really strong start to that game. Very disappointing, but we saw JaVale McGee play 23 minutes. We saw Bismack Biombo play 25 minutes. That Biombo signing very much coming in clutch here for Phoenix. Uh, not a moment too soon for Biombo to get that, that deal. So that's looking good already. And I think this was a more competitive game than Detroit. So I think that is what you will see is pretty much a half and half split. That's that's probably extending JaVale a little bit more than you want. But you also have to remember that you know, Biombo has his limitations as well. He's a guy that can get picked at on defense on the perimeter or, you know, at the rim sometimes because he's not much of an athlete. He's also a little bit foul prone the same way that McGee is. So you probably want to have it be, you know, 20 to 25 for each of those guys. Maybe some nights you see Jalen Smith. He did not play tonight. And uh, Cameron Johnson in his return was back up to the 20 that he usually plays. So that that's probably the type of rotation that we're going to continue to see. Assume that Cam Johnson gets back to normal. He had a really amazing coast-to-coast finish, I think, to close the third quarter. Uh, and, and so I don't really worry that that ankle sprain on his left foot is, is going to be too big of a deal, but he will just have to get back to, into form as he returns to the lineup. The last observation was the plus 33 that Cameron Payne treated us to. So I want to dig in on what has been a pretty impressive performance lately from Cameron Payne, just the latest Suns player to burst out at the right time. But maybe that leads perfectly into prize picks because prize picks allows you to capitalize on successful individual players. It basically, the way I like to think about it is... It's the best and easiest daily fantasy prop game on the market. That's easy in and of itself, but it's really like daily fantasy or fantasy sports in general combined with gambling. If you know that you have an edge for fantasy, you kind of know the players that are hot. You know the players that tend to play well against this team or on the road versus at home or against this defender, and you have a good touch and feel on that. Well, maybe what you want to do is couple that with the prop game. And so that's what Prize Picks does. They allow you to pick a lineup of two to five players and you're not competing against a line, uh, an opposing, opposing lineup or even a pool. You're competing just you against the prop odds. That's it. The over-under projections. So let's say you want Cameron Payne over on points in the Suns' next game on Thursday at Dallas and you like well, look, I'm trying not to talk about the Cardinals in this podcast at all, but maybe you like Matthew Stafford over on passing yards. You can combine leagues, you can combine players, you can combine teams, and then of course you're going to want to hit Devin Booker over on points. So there you go. Three players, set that lineup, compete against those over-under projections, and let the money roll in. Go to prizepicks.com right now, folks. Try it today or download their app on your app store. Use the promo code NBA when you make your first deposit to get $50 free if your entry scores a single point, which of course it will. That's right. All users deposit, make one deposit, use the promo code NBA. You'll get $50 free when your prize picks entry, your first entry scores a single point. Prize picks, daily fantasy, made easy. Continuing on here, I want to talk about Cameron Payne and his big night. You have 
basically every Suns player at this point in time now has had that moment where they really burst through and it's Cameron Payne's turn, it would seem. And so I want to highlight him a little bit. So I'm getting over to his splits for the month of January because that's sort of when it feels like he really started to blow up. But uh, you look at the Spurs game, he's a plus 33. The bench minutes were by far the best minutes for the team. I mean, Book was a plus three because he, you know, was scoring so much himself. But around the rest of the starting lineup, Jay Crowder was a minus six. JaVale McGee was a minus two. Chris Paul was a minus three. So basically any of the moments when all five starters were in were pretty negative. And then there were a few minutes where Bridges and Booker were out there with some of the hybrid bench and starter lineups. And those ones played a little bit better. Um, But Payne was the engine for all of those bench minutes. He helped the team. The, The team played better when he was in the lineup versus Chris Paul tonight, which is not something you can always say. And it definitely has not been something that you would have said much this season because the reality is Payne is shooting just 40% from the field this year, 33% from deep. He is turning the ball over almost twice as often as he did last season. So overall, not necessarily uh, making himself look good in that first year of his new contract. And I'm not trying to draw, you know, not trying to say the contract is the reason, but obviously this year has just been a little bit uglier. And that is flipped in conjunction with the calendar flipping into 2022. You look at his stats in the month of January. I will say it was trending a little bit in the right direction just in terms of pure counting stats, scoring and everything else in December, but January has been more efficient by far. So here's what you have. 10 points per game, 4.4 assists per game, which is the most he's averaged in a month all year in the assist column. You have 31 assists to just... 11 turnovers. So 11 turnovers in 153 minutes. That is exactly what you want to see. And then maybe most importantly, 46% from the field and 45% from deep. And that was before tonight's game when he was 5 of 12 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep. So pretty similar to his overall efficiency on the season uh, or on in the month tonight. And it's just going to be critically important. It's Here's the recipe. I mean, here's the recipe. And you saw it tonight because I talked about how Booker, with the additions he's made to his game and the way that he's doing all of that stuff consistently, that he's scoring in those new ways every night. It's not just that he's, you know, had a few hot shooting nights from deep here and there, or he's gotten a few lucky breaks from the officials and getting to the free throw line. That's part of it. The other part of it is can the Suns get enough from the other guys when they need it, to get past teams consistently in crunch time. I mean, that's, you know, teams who maybe have more of that elite shot-creating talent. The Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks on their best nights, the, you know, healthy Clippers, the, 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 the Lakers before they broke their team apart with the trade. Those types of groups with more of a big three or big two that's probably a little better than the Suns, They can get the job done late in a way that the Suns just cannot do. I mean, that's just a fact. Maybe the Nuggets get on that list when Jamal Murray comes back. Can the Suns get enough from the rest of their team and get a a little bit more from Booker than they got last year to be better in big games, in big moments? Tonight, 
the fourth quarter, the Spurs scored 16 points. The Suns scored 34 points. Basically, from the minute that the whistle blew for the start of the fourth quarter, the Suns just blew the top off of the game and crushed the Spurs and made the game look like it was a blowout all along when it was very much not that. And a big part of that was Booker. A big part of that was Cameron Payne. And that was that, right? They got it done when they needed to. And look, San Antonio does not count among those teams with a better big two or big three than than, the, than Phoenix has, of course. But that was a nice illustration of what it can look like. And you want to keep building that over the course of the season so that when you do face Milwaukee or you do face Denver or maybe, let's say, the Lakers or if Klay Thompson starts to look a lot better and that all of a sudden becomes a little bit of a better offense than it has been in Golden State. You want to be ready for that. And Cameron Payne, last season, was a big part of the answer there. He was the guy who went out and scored 29 points in Game 1 of the West Finals when the Suns needed it desperately. He was the one who went out there in some of those uh, some of the games during that Lakers, the win streak over the Lakers in the first round to close out that series. He did not play his best in the finals, and 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 that was you know a little bit disappointing to see. But he can be part of that solution. Cameron Johnson can be part of that solution. Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton can be part of that solution still, of course. But it's nice to see that Payne is getting back to his usual form because it's going to be you know the two-headed monster coupled with individual contributions adding up to a sum that is bigger a total that is bigger than the sum of its parts and that's going to have to happen that is how the Suns are at their best and and Payne is a big big part of that recipe so let's hope that continues let's hope that Cameron Johnson coming off of that left ankle sprain after missing three games continues to look like himself again as well can can build on that coast-to-coast layup that was honestly bonkers I've never really seen him do something like that. And so uh, it, it does feel really good right now to see a lot of players building at the right time. One player who unfortunately has suffered yet another setback is DeAndre Ayton. I want to talk about his injury, uh, an ankle sprain of his own, what it might mean and his season a little bit and just the Suns injury picture in general because uh, you can't use the excuse anymore that the Suns are getting lucky when it comes to injuries. That is, of course, complete ridiculousness. And that also might make you feel a little bit more comfortable betting on them, which is something you can do at betonline.ag. BetOnline wishing you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the football playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action all year long. They have a new desktop uh, interface as well as a mobile app to celebrate the new year as well. So go to betonline.ag on the web or download that app wherever you get your apps go make an account and when you do use the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus that's promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account from the football playoffs now that maybe you're a valley sports fan and you can just ignore the cardinals run completely and just look at tampa bay or whatever team you might think is going to make the run go bet on them or even your favorite Vegas casino games, in addition to all your favorite sports wagering, Bet Online has you covered for all of it. The fastest and easiest way to make a bet: Bet Online, where the game starts. After a fantastic first half by Forty Andre Ayton against the Indiana Pacers and their big bruising front line, he went down with yet another injury. Very, uh, very frustrating. Very disappointing to see another setback for him. 
the ankle sprains have become something of a thing. And I don't have a ton to diagnose about it. I'm, I'm far from an expert. I'm far from anybody who should be commenting on uh, health, uh, ankle or otherwise. But it's certainly becoming a trend. He missed time. His, he, he, his first season, his rookie season, came to a close early because he uh, missed time with that ankle sprain. He then, in his second season, after, if you remember, after the suspension, he played a, maybe a game or two and then went down with an ankle sprain. He, last season, was mostly healthy, but this year now, two ankle sprains. And I guess, you know, my initial thought is making the, it's making the value of, of JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo and Frank Kaminsky and everybody else that much more clear, you know, um, the Bismack thing. I still think there has to be another move coming, whether it's for Jalen Smith, whether it's for Dario Saric. I, I don't feel like the number of bigs really makes sense, especially with two of them completely unable to play right now. But the Bismack Biombo and JaVale McGee additions are not only insurance for when Aiton actually goes down, but maybe you're getting into a situation where limiting Aiton's minutes is maybe more of a focus than it had been before. I mean, he's by no means an old player or somebody that you think of needing maintenance on that type of thing, but look, it's the new it's the new NBA, and if players demonstrate that they have trouble staying healthy, especially if it's the same body part over and over, then, you know, you gotta, you gotta adjust to that. So that could be coming. I definitely feel like the Suns can survive with Aiton playing, you know, 30 minutes a night rather than 40-45. The playoffs a different question. I think there's also something to be said for, you know, the team and for him individually trying to come up with a plan that makes sense for him to reinforce those uh, you know, ligaments and, and bones down there so that they don't keep getting aggravated. And, you know, maybe that's strength, maybe that's flexibility. You know, we've seen players like Steph Curry and other guys really do work to get where they want to be with the ankle specifically. And I think that we're probably in a position where Aiton needs to do that. I know people like to joke about the shoes and everything else, but the pattern is there and the pattern needs to be reversed if it's going to, uh, it's going to be a better situation for Suns fans and for Aiton himself, of course, down the line. I also want to zoom out a little bit and think about the injury situation in general for the Suns, because not only during the playoffs last year, but during the regular season as well. I think the the book on Aiton and or the book on the Suns was that they got a little bit lucky, that they were able to avoid injury, that they were able to capitalize on other teams' injuries, get a high seed, beat the teams that were battered that they ran into in the postseason, and really make a difference. So that's not happening this year, is the is the bottom line. I I'm looking at Man Games Lost NBA, at Man Games Lost NBA. They also do work on all sports, just capturing how many games teams are missing. And clearly this is a little bit affected by COVID. You know, if one team had a little bit of a worse hit with coronavirus than another, then that's going to show up particularly. I'm pretty sure that this includes COVID, but nevertheless, The Suns are right in the middle of the pack. They're not on the high end, but they're also not on the low end. So the Suns, it looks like, give or take, have missed about 125 total man games, if you want to use that phrase. Teams like 
the Nets, the Sixers, the Warriors, right there behind them. So the, the Timberwolves, the Jazz, the Hornets, other playoff teams are behind the Suns with fewer games missed due to injury this year than the Suns have. Now, of course, there's teams on the uh, the higher end. Miami seems to always be there. They have an older team. They, they tend to hold guys out. The Grizzlies, with Job missing a lot of time and other guys missing, Dylan Brooks missing a lot of time, are actually ahead of the Suns with more games missed. The Clippers are at the very top with Kawhi and Paul George missing so much time. So by no means are the Suns getting hurt worse than anybody else, but they are also not getting lucky. You can't really use that argument anymore. So, you know, they they did just whether they kind of missed a bullet, dodged a bullet with Cameron Johnson only missing three games with his ankle sprain. We can obviously cross our fingers that the same thing happens for Aiton. He has really had bad luck with that stuff in recent memory, and he was he's not been able to get into much of a groove this season between that first injury, then COVID, now another injury. He really would benefit from a, a long stretch of consistent play where he can really get comfortable and, and prove himself because there is this is still a contract year as well but overall the Suns are just the same as everybody else the Satan injury notwithstanding we'll see what it does to them we'll see if the other guys like Cameron Payne and Devin Booker can keep holding down the fort while things go along I want to talk about lineups this week and I think I might do that tomorrow we have a couple days until the Mavericks TNT matchup to close out the week. So I want to really dive into where the Suns are looking. We're past the halfway point now. We've talked about trades. We've talked about all that. So I kind of want to do a little bit of a notebook dump on some of the lineup stuff. I'm going to rewatch some of the games from the past road trip and see what we can learn there. And it should be a fun week. So thank you for making Locked on Suns your first listen every single morning. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen to get your fix on all things NFL and beyond over with the Locked on Bets crew. See you guys tomorrow.